Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This is a game recap for January 22nd, 2016. Another disappointing effort over at the Amway Center for the Orlando Magic, a game that really felt like the Magic had won. They had rediscovered a lot of the things that were missing throughout the month of January, uh, had led to this this sharp and sudden decline of the team that's, that's taken them out of the playoffs, or at least out of playoff positioning, not out of the playoff discussion yet. Um, but has left a lot of questions about the Magic. And uh, once again, Orlando is on the short end of a really heartbreaking and heartbreaking defeat and, and, a, and a loss that really they can only look at themselves and, and try and ask themselves some questions once again. Uh, this wasn't like the Philadelphia game where the team came out with no effort. This was a game where the Magic dominated for much of the game. They had a 19-point lead in the second half. Uh, building a lead, building a lead with beautiful ball movement. They were able to get shots to go down. They played, you know, they didn't play a lot of great defense in the first half, but they played some pretty decent defense in the third quarter to build that lead. It looked like they were set to get to a comfortable, you know, kind of cruise on to a victory. But unfortunately, that's not how things work in the NBA, as the Magic have discovered time and time again in the last few years, really. And again, the Magic kind of reverted back to some of the same things that they've struggled with. Uh, for much of January, where now they've lost 9 of 10 games. The Charlotte Hornets came storming back, and, and really was storming back on the back of Kemba Walker, who just made the right play time and time and time again. Uh, but, it, 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 you know, when you get, have an overtime game like the one the Magic played in on Friday night, it comes down to, to one or two plays, really. And essentially, the Magic just reverted back into a shell. Uh, the things that they did well through three quarters, they stopped doing well. The ball movement stopped. The, the, the Hornets were able to disrupt the Magic, force them to bring their this, bring initiate their offense further away from the three-point line. Guys were standing around, you know, waiting for someone to do something. No one was cutting to the ball. No one was cutting to open spaces. There wasn't passing to loosen the defense up. Um, the Magic were getting into the paint on, on a few occasions, uh, but unable to finish or, or take a bad shot, take a wild shot, not make the right pass out to the perimeter. Uh, there were a lot of turnovers. Alfred Payton had three, uh, I believe had three of his four turnovers in the fourth quarter. The Magic totaled nine turnovers, nine of their 19 turnovers in the fourth quarter. And in the final 17 possessions of regulation, the Magic managed only six points and had seven turnovers. The Magic had a 15-point lead in, in that final seven minutes or so. Uh, in that stretch, and, and Charlotte just came back and took the game from them. Uh, again, Kemba Walker, absolutely fantastic tonight. 40 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 14 of 28 shooting. Just a, a blur, and, and when he got his confidence going, uh, the Magic just had no answer for him. Uh, they, they had Alfred Payton on him, and Alfred wasn't doing very much to stop him. Nikola Vucevic has had his trouble in the pick-and-roll 
Um, he kind of sits back a little bit too much, and then when Walker's coming at you with a head of steam, that's that's not going to do it. And and Bucevic, even when he was in position, was not providing much resistance. Uh, eventually, with about 20 seconds to play, Kemble Walker did get into the lane, beating everybody in, in transition, just literally just beating everybody. Um, no one on the Magic that had an opportunity to step up and at least try and stop ball or, or change or change his direction um, could do it, and, and that gave the Hornets the lead. They did extend it to three, and, and Victor Oladipo, uh, but the Magic weren't done. The Magic were not done. They, they hit a crazy three-pointer. Victor Oladipo took a really terrible shot. Uh, of course, he had to. Uh, a double-clutch three-pointer, and, and it banked in, and, and it saved the Magic. It gave them an opportunity in overtime, but the same kind of problems plagued the Magic in overtime. They, they settled down a little bit defensively. Walker wasn't as as crazy uh, in there, but the offense just was not clicking. They found themselves down by four pretty quickly, having to scramble back. Uh, there was a play where Oladipo tripped, somehow got the ball to Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon just threw up a wild shot and got the three to go down. That brought the Magic up by one, but... Walker did his thing again. Um, you know, he was getting into the lane with so much frequency. Um, Vucevic really bit hard, you know, to keep Walker out of the paint, keep him from getting an easy layup. And Walker found Spencer Hawes open for three, and that gave Charlotte a two-point lead and, and eventually the win as Victor Oladipo couldn't make it, make the shot on the other end to, to tie the game and, and send it to a second overtime. Uh, so the Magic go from... A 19-point lead to a 120 to 116 loss in overtime at home against the Charlotte team, playing without Nicholas Batum, without Al Jefferson, and without Cody Zeller, um, a team that's also been struggling as much as the Magic, uh, and and kind of with them in the standings again, another team within the Magic's weight class, and you know now that the Magic have lost nine of ten games, they were or not, yeah, nine of ten games, yeah, they were sitting at 19 and 13. And now they're 20 and 22, uh, now past the mid- midway point of the season, getting ready for a week-long road trip that will take them to Memphis, Milwaukee, and Boston. Um, all games that uh, you'd think the Magic would compete in, but with the way that they're playing right now, it's it's not 100% sure. And, you know, the, the, the feeling coming out of this game is that there are a lot of questions the Magic need to answer, and certainly there are. And, and this stretch of the season now it, it you know how the magic respond from this terrible terrible month that they've had especially with the schedule they've got coming up in february and march is going to define who this group is and so here on january 22nd now january 23rd as i'm recording this the magic are really asking some hard deep questions about themselves uh, like i said our character is going to be built during this time um, and, uh, what kind of what kind of players what kind of men are we is a question. We gotta question each other um, and look in the mirror and question ourselves um, and realize that we gotta step up. Um, ask ourselves: Are we really gonna fold right now? Or are we gonna step up and, and change this around? So we just gotta believe in one another. But we gotta start with ourselves. It starts with you individually. Because if you don't believe in yourself, how can you believe in somebody else? So um, I think if we do that, then we'll be just fine. Those are some pretty pretty big words coming from from Victor Oladipo, who who individually had a really good game coming back off of the strained knee that, that cost him pretty much a week um, a week on the shelf, uh, just just getting ready trying to get back in, into the swing of things after after the London trip. Uh, he he 
gets the start tonight as Scott Skiles did change the starting lineup. Uh, I think it was relatively effective, and, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, he scores 29 points, shoots 11 of 19, 5 of 8 from beyond the arc. Only two free throws, um, four rebounds, three assists. So he didn't contribute a lot outside of scoring, four turnovers as well. But again, he seems to be finding himself again, finding finding what made him really special at the end of last season and, and shaking off a lot of the rust from from the from the beginning of the season, uh, unfortunately for him as well, you know Oladipo had some moments where he was still a little wild around the rim. He obviously had four turnovers. Um, you know he still did a lot of really good things. I thought he was really patient tonight. Made some shots. You know made some heat check shots too, which is what what you sometimes want to see, especially when, when he's feeling good. And, and was a big reason why the Magic took the lead that they did. And he made a really big steal. Um, in the overtime period to, to get the magic back into the game and, and, and really continues to put forth effort. And, and, and he's someone that the magic needed in that starting lineup tonight. Uh, Orlando got off to a good start. Um, they had control of the game from, for most of the way. I mean, it, it wasn't really until the fourth quarter that Charlotte put up much of, of a, of a big impediment to this team. Orlando was moving the ball from the beginning, getting the shots they wanted and, and scoring at will. They scored 35 points, in the first quarter, 26 in the second, 33 in the third. There, there was no hint that those struggles were going to pop back up again uh, in the fourth quarter. It, it looked like it was a game where the Magic, you know, found a way to outscore their opponents. Um, you know, it, it, it just felt like that kind of game where they just suddenly awakened and, and had this this jolt of energy. Um, you know, the other the other new starter in this game was Aaron Gordon. Uh, he played a pretty solid game. He got into early foul trouble. He admitted after the game that he was a little overeager, a little little too too hyped. I think was was the word that he used, uh, and, and it showed. I mean, the refs not clipped him for a few for a few foul calls, and, and it was disappointing. But overall, you know, in 24-18 in the game, Gordon scoring 10 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Uh, is a pretty solid outing. He was actually the only starter with a positive plus minus, and. And I think that's a good. That's generally a good sign from him. He was someone that they could rely on, and you know they, you know, if not for the foul trouble, you know, he would have had a really, really strong effort tonight uh, for his first start of the season. I think moving him into the starting lineup was a really, really good decision. I was a little more skeptical about Oladipo beforehand, but Oladipo continued his strong play from before the injury, and you know he's someone that provides that good energy, and and that's what the Magic needed now. At the end of the game, it turned into kind of desperate energy and, and pressing energy. And, and a lot of the guys talked about uh, being tight in, in those pressure situations, uh, especially when teams are kind of throwing that urgency and, and that punch back at them. And that's still something that the Magic appear to be needing to work on. So too is their, is their defenses, as this game, again, kind of proved that without defense, this team's not going to go anywhere. Um, they are sometimes able to outscore a lot of teams. When their ball movement is really working, they're able to, to score a lot of points and, and look really good. But if they're not getting stops, that means they're running half-court offense, and that means sometimes the ball's going to stagnate like it did in the fourth quarter. When the Magic are not getting stops, it, it's a huge struggle. And while there were some good individual defensive plays, especially late, um, when the Magic gave up the lead, Alfred Payton actually stole the ball from Kemba Walker in the backcourt and tried to to beat him off the dribble for a layup, and, and Walker made a nice recovery to, to make a steal and knock the ball away. Um, but there were some nice individual defensive plays, even when the team was struggling. 
um, even in the first quarter, but it wasn't strung together enough. And, and when you look at the larger picture, the Magic's defense just, just did not cut it tonight, especially uh, in, in the big moments. You know, we knew we knew our defense wasn't that sharp most of the night, uh, and 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 you know, but we played excellent offense. So you know, we, we had the lead. We were knocking down shots, and uh, you know, as a coach, you're always a little bit concerned that you know what's going to happen as the game goes on if we start missing shots or start or we don't get you know the quality of shots that we were getting, and and uh, it started. You know, and they they turned up the heat, and and we had trouble executing, and. Um, I mean, somewhere in the 20s, 20-something of our last possessions, you know, basically we either took a bad shot or turned it over uh, when most of the game we've been executing, moving the ball, seeing the open man, and, and, uh, and not over-dribbling. And, uh, and then also we, we, did, we did have a handful of good looks in there too that, you know, we just missed. And that fourth quarter was extremely, extremely frustrating for the Magic offense. Uh, you know, as I noted in the final 17 possessions of regulation, they had six points and seven turnovers. That's six points and seven turnovers in 17 possessions. There were a lot of really bad shots, a few good looks that they just missed and, and shots that they should make, and, and a lot of mistakes. When you look at the final numbers, the Magic shoot 5 of 19 in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, 26.3%. They have nine turnovers, which lead to eight Charlotte points. Uh, you know, Charlotte scores 30 points, 11 of 23 shooting. You know, getting 13 points, 13 of those 30 from Kemba Walker and nine uh, from Brian Roberts on, on, three, on one three-pointer. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, lot of different factors going in to that game, but into that. And, and certainly you don't take anything away from Charlotte. They went out and grabbed the game. Uh, Kemba, really... Kemba Walker is playing like an all-star right now, and and if you know Charlotte's record may be the only thing that keeps him from making that game. Um, I think I think he's proven the last two nights that that he is in that le- in that level and playing a really great game. Uh, you know I, you know before they came to town uh, the last time I think I wrote for Hardwood Paroxysm a, a story about Kemba, how Kemba Walker has changed his game a little bit with Charlotte able to play a little bit more off the ball. Obviously not able to do that as much tonight with, with Nicholas Batum out. Uh, but they still had Jeremy Lin starting with him. They had Brian Roberts in with him for, for a lot of the game. Uh, you know, he's able to pick his spots a lot better. And right now the team needs him to play like this with, with so many guys out. And, and, and it worked really, really, really well. But, you know, you when I look at this game, it, it really was about the magic and, and how they went into that shell and, and didn't execute their, their offense well. They didn't deal with the pressure well. They didn't attack the pressure. They succumbed to it. And, you know, if you ask any high school coach, you ask any anyone who plays against pressure defenses, the way you beat it is you attack it. The moment you kind of lean back or, or, or take or absorb that pressure in a negative way, that's when it has you. And and the Magic just did not respond to the increase in, of intensity that, that Charlotte had as they got desperate there in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, we just uh, got away from what we're doing well, uh, moving the ball. Um, and that's what, was, that's what bit, got us that lead, uh, moving the ball around, uh, playing together, uh, finding an open guy. I think we, we ran away from that in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, a lot of one-on-one, too, many, too, many, too much dribbling, and um, you know, we couldn't find where to score. And then once you know, they got closer, it got even harder. So the big question now, you know, entering Wednesday's game against Philadelphia, I said it, and, and I think a few other members of the media that, that follow the Magic said it as well, that, that Wednesday's game against Philadelphia and Thursday's game against, or, or and tonight's and Friday's game against Charlotte were both must-win games for this team. 
um, just just from a confidence standpoint. I mean, I don't think there's a must-win game in January from a standing standpoint. The Magic are still, th- through all the losing, the losing 9 of 10 are two games back of the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. That's certainly manageable with 40 games to play. Uh, you know, So I don't think the goal of making the playoffs is lost on this team. I don't think it's it's unachievable. And, and if... if if anyone thinks it's unachievable at this point with, without straightening something, you know, obviously straightening some things out, um, you know, I think you're being a little, you're being a little unreal. Um, you know, there's still opportunity out there. Uh, what these two games and what these two losses mean, though, is that the road is very, very difficult. This team is still asking questions of themselves that you'd hope they would have answered by this point of the season. Um, they're, they're, you know, you can certainly look at this game as a sign of small progress. Um, it, 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 I wouldn't blame you for that. Uh, they, again, just like they did against Toronto and London, showed they are capable of playing at a high level and, and doing it for a, a, an extended period of time. Uh, the game against Toronto, the defense in the second half was about as good as they were playing it at the beginning of the season. They just didn't do it for 48 minutes. Same thing tonight. The... 36 minutes of really strong offense that the Magic had was reminiscent of their late December push when there were signs of trouble. Don't you know? No one's denying that with the defense, but they were able to score a lot of points and get enough stops to win games. And, and they didn't do that tonight, obviously, but it's still in there. There's no doubt it's still in there. And unlocking it has been the most difficult and most frustrating thing, and, and, and I wrote about this in the sidebar, for, uh, Victor Oladipo mentioned that most frustrating thing is knowing that it's still that it's in there, knowing that this team is capable of doing these things and just not doing it consistently. And this is a young team still learning a lot, obviously. Uh, it's not an excuse. They, they should have won tonight's game. There should be a ton of disappointment and, and a ton of frustration with how it happened, but undoubtedly... You can only look into the mirror to find out why they didn't win this game, and, and you know each player should should know that they should be able to look in the mirror and say, you know, it's it's on me, it's on us to to get this fixed and get this figured out. It's it's it it doesn't feel like it's a schematic thing. It it, it really doesn't, um, because they've executed it so well and at such a high level throughout the season. You know, maybe the defense will never get back to that level. There there are certainly some some flaws defensively um, that are perhaps a little bit beyond scheme and and you know the tra- with the trade deadline coming up I think everyone's a little bit desperate and little little in a in a rush to to do something to make a bigger change than just a, a lineup change and like I said um, earlier in the day a lineup change alone isn't going to fix the problems with this team uh, it certainly seemed to do a lot tonight. Uh, but it, it obviously wasn't enough, and, and certainly one game doesn't make a trend. Uh, so we'll see what happens Monday night in Memphis with with how the team plays and whether they respond to this loss angry or whether they continue to kind of mope around and, and, and struggle with, with defensive pressure, which is what Memphis is absolutely known for. Uh, you know, Certainly that, that's going to be a big challenge for this team's mental state and men- mental uh, focus. Uh, and that's maybe what they need. They need that challenge, and they need to rise up to that challenge. Uh, there's there's always another game in the NBA. Uh, and it, it isn't time to panic, I don't think. It's not time to push the reset button, and it's not time to 
start tanking for a draft pick. Um, I don't think this team is going to ever be at that point, to be frank. I think they will even still try to win until they are eliminated from the playoffs because that's the kind of tone they want to set for their season. Um, but there's still a lot of concern with this team, and, and I don't think you can get around it, and it's, it's not going to fix itself until the players fix it. And that, I think that's the most important takeaway from the game overall. Obviously, we haven't really been responding um, the way we need to. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a rough patch. Um, and that's what I truly believe. And uh, we just got to stick together, man. Um, Basketball is an imperfect game. There's, there's no such thing as a perfect game. And, uh, it's just a tough time right now. You know what I mean? And, uh, but what's great is we, we know what we're capable of. And everybody in America, you guys know what we're capable of because we've done it. You know what I mean? We've won games. We've won consecutive games in a row. So we just got to get back to what's, what works um, and believe we can get back to that. Uh, stop playing so tense and go out there and have a free mind, free our mind and go out there and have fun. Whether that's enough again, we will, we will find out. Um, you know, you know, that's, there's a lot, there's a lot of work to do and, and certainly uh, an attitude and, and an energy that has, has to change in, in, in some way. And it changed a little bit and changed for three quarters on Friday night, but, but it was not enough. Uh, and, and that's how you lose 120 to 116 in overtime when you have a 19 point lead in the second half. Um, before we close out, let me quickly run through the stats. Uh, Victor Oladipo, 29 points, 11 for 19 shooting, 5 for 8 from beyond the arc. Very solid game individually for him. Uh, I thought provided really good energy. Um, again, like I said, beginning to look like the player that we thought could be an all-star this year uh, from the end of last year. Tobias Harris actually had a very solid game, in my opinion. 22 points, 9 of 14 shooting, 4 or 5 from, from the line. Uh, I thought did a really good job, especially in that in, 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 when the team was rolling really well. Finding his spots, cutting cutting into good spots to score, catching the ball and moving immediately in, into driving into open space and, and dishing it at the right moment and, and trying to score at the right moment, uh, getting out in transition. This is where Tobias Harris is really good. Uh, what I think we've learned is when he's not good is when the team is bogged down in the half court, they set him up in isolations or they turn to him to just create something out of nothing. That's not when he's good. When he's really good, it's because he's he's cutting into the lane. He's I, I, the way I've described Tobias Harris is he's really good at filling in the gaps. Whatever the team needs, he's able to do. If it's getting rebounds, he does it. If it's cutting into gaps, if it's it's keeping the ball moving, he's typically very good at it. Um, he does tend to ball stop sometimes, and when he does that, he's not very good. Uh, so uh, tonight, for the most part, was a very good game from Tobias Harris. I thought he was really, really, really valuable for the team. Alfred Payton, 11 points. Nine rebounds, ten assists, was very good in the first three quarters. Very bad in the fourth quarter. Ended up taking him off of Kemba Walker, leaving him off the floor in overtime because he just couldn't keep Kemba Walker in front of him, and, and that was disrupting and, and really harming the defense when the comeback returned, when the comeback occurred. Um, he was minus 12 in the game. I don't think that's that's much of a coincidence. Evan Fournier came off the bench for the first time this season with 15 points. 6 of 14 shooting, 1 of 5 from beyond the arc, continued to struggle a little bit, missed, some, missed, missed a really easy shot early in overtime, or missed a, missed a close shot early in overtime that he should make, uh, a few other shots that he should make, but, but generally I thought he was beginning to work himself out of the slump, uh, kind of still going in and out of it, I think. Uh, 
you know, interesting to see where his confidence is at now that he's coming off the bench as well. Um, Nikola Vucevic had 18 points, 12 rebounds in at, at the starting center spot, 6 of 17 from the floor. Vucevic, typical problems with him. I think it, it either his feels on or it's off with, with his offense. And defensively, can't, he, just, he's, he just is not a hedger. He's not going to hedge screens very well. And, and he struggled to get out to the three-point line uh, when Spencer Hawes was in the game particularly, left a lot of open threes. Um, thought generally, though, he did a good job defensively. Um, he was energetic. He was willing to make plays. He blocked six shots, which was a career high. Uh, so he did he did a lot of good things. Um, but again, fourth quarter, everyone seemed to revert back to how they played for most of January. And the Magic aren't going to win games when, when they play that way. And they didn't tonight, and that's that. <laughs> um, so uh, another disappointing loss for the Magic, one that I'm sure they wish they could have back. But... Uh, can't get them back. You can only move forward. And so the Magic will have a couple days off without games uh, um, before they head on a, a quick three-game road trip. They'll be on the road all next week, playing at Memphis on Monday, at Milwaukee on Tuesday, and then at Boston on Saturday before playing the Celtics, hosting the Celtics at the Amway Center on January 31st. Orlando Magic Daily will have coverage of all those games and will be uh, in Boston, or will be at home for the game against Boston next Sunday. Uh, so be sure to check us out on Orlando Magic Daily. You can follow me at omagicdaily. Uh, that'll close it up once again, the final score. The Charlotte Hornets 120, the Orlando Magic 116 in overtime. We'll catch you next time here on the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.